The current podcast is sponsored by Highly Addictive. Highly Addictive is here for your music recording needs. If you need a space to record your vocals or instrumentals, contact Highly Addictive. Don't be shy to record your music. Become inspired by Highly Addictive. Contact them through their site at highlyaddictivellc.com or follow them on Instagram through Highly Addictive LLC. Hope you book them. The current podcast is sponsored by New Life Barber Lounge. New Life is not another barbershop. This is a place where you will find great energy and a friend in the New Life crew. This is a place all about the experience. They will take care of you and have you looking spectacular. Don't waste your time at any other place. Go right now and follow them on Instagram at New Life Barbers and get yourself looking spectacular. Happy New Year. Welcome to the current podcast. This is a new year. We are here with our host, Mauricio Alberto. How's everybody doing? And? Of course, Enzo Alberto is joining us uh, remotely. And we're also joined by the great and not, I don't know how to say that, but my good for many. <laughs> so I am not great and no, something. I was going to say great uh, something else, but I was like, <laughs> nah, I'm not going to say that. So we're having this wonderful year that we just started, and uh, a lot of stuff has been kicking off this year. Uh, so with through going through all this chaos, we want to start with a positive note. All right. Tell us about a positive thing. Fill our hearts with joy, Maury. Well, in the midst of all these crazy th- events that we're going through, I was like, I need some positivity. I need to just look up something. So I literally just looked up positive news. Posit- Excuse me positive story and what i came across was uh, a man in india used his life savings to create a a rice atm you know what i mean and from what i understood from the story as well the the that area wasn't getting as much food as they needed and all that stuff so he you know he provided somewhere for people to get the rice which in those parts of the country of the world which almost every part of the world eats rice a lot so it it was just i feel like it's a pretty positive thing for someone to use money that they've accumulated throughout their lifetime and use it to to you know benefit his community and whatnot. Uh, i would i would and, call that philanthropy at his at his uh, highest point because he doesn't have money and he's given all his savings for that that's it's honorable yeah it, it's it's honorable and it's something positive that you know i feel like we don't hear as much especially like i said with everything going on um but i have a question with that positive note as well if you has had that same opportunity, you know, to to donate um, a, a good amount of money to to some kind of cause, to some kind of um, to find out a solution to something that was going on um, in your community or something that somewhere that you know, I mean, is there anything that comes to your guys' mind that you would do to help people out? For me, I mean, I've always had a, a soft heart for orphans. So I would try to find a way, you know, to either help them with education or help them in sort of so some sort of way to better their life. That if, you know, if I had those life savings, that's where I would, you know, try to invest into. 
Definitely. That, that's that's very powerful, man, because, uh, I mean, those people definitely need it, man, because, I mean, they're, they're basically, to say, they're abandoned from God knows what age. Yeah. And they're yeah. trying to figure out who they are, where they belong, and, you know, trying to figure out if they will ever be accepted either by the people around them or society itself. Yeah, and orphanages are very underfunded, too, mm-hmm. in a lot of places, so that's a good one. And and like we look at like the foster care system, you could say in this in this country too, it's not the greatest. You know, sometimes kids go to like very bad situations. In yeah, those and the, and the thing, one thing that I've always thought about too, and this is I know it's probably going to be way down the line for me, but I've always thought of adopting. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what about you, Enzo? What's something that I mean, especially you being a business owner and everything, and then you have a community around you. Um, or it could be anything, you know, but what, what is something that you feel like you would want to support a cause or give back to your community or something like that? Well, if you have the opportunity, um, I feel like something that I already currently do is, uh, I tend to like hire a little, a young sweeper and, and kind of take a young kid under my wing and kind of like groom him and teach him what it is to be, how to carry himself in a barber shop and how to, um, how to be a man, how to become a, a young, respectful adolescent. So I've done that a few times. And recently I just uh, came across this kid named Saul and he helps me out. I've had him, you know, I've paid him to do a few chores around the shop. And I feel like he's a, he doesn't have a dad. His dad is, it's like his dad is there, but it's not there type thing. So yeah. um, when I kind of found that out, you know, I was kind of like, yo, let me let me help him out. And then he's asked about learning how to cut hair. So then I was like, once he told me that, I was like, I'm going to just bring you under my wing. Um, but it's kind of hard because of the 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 way who he is and how he and his upbringing. I, I see my I see a lot of myself in him just by the case that um he he likes to tag. He likes like hip hop. He, he kind of reminds me of me in middle school. So like that type of kid that was a tagger, hip hop and like rap and all that. So I, I kind of see myself in him. And then um, the other thing to be at a bigger scale would be um, opening like a barber school in El Salvador so that so somehow else I can import professional badass Salvadorian barbers to the States. <laughs> That's, funny. That's been import. Not nah, real shit. Like outsource that job and bring them here. Like, fuck it. It's like coming from it's coming from Enzo's Academy in El Salvador type shit. That's that's a that's like a 30, 40, 30 or twenty goal. Like that goal is like 30, 20 years down the line. So ho- yeah, hopefully. That's, that's that's great. Uh for me personally, um I've kind of thought about how it was for me when I left high school and how it was kind of with those years afterwards, kinda of like from eighteen to twenty one and so forth. And I feel like that um, besides school, te- like high school telling you to go to school, there's no real like guidance guidance at all, really. And um, one thing that I feel like I would want to do is, is is start something that, that gives people in that age range guidance. Especially as- Hispanics that are first generation yeah. and don't know, like, should I just get a job or should I, you know, go to college? Actually? Not just that, but it's just like, what do you do once you get a job and you start making money? What do you do with that? You know, what do you do? So also teaching financial literacy. All that stuff is, is guidance all around, not just like, 
whether you're going to school or not, I feel like it's it's really life skills. Like what what is um how how do you how do you do basic skills like even changing a tire? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Certain things like that. And I feel like that starts at the high school level. And and I remember having a, a class called life skills and there's parts of those classes that class that really helped out but looking back at it it's like you should have a life skills class each year in your high school years Hmm. teaching you a different level of life skills as you go up honestly first year it was all about when i was in life skills all it was about and it was one semester all we got was one semester because the other semester was health Mm -hmm. so all i got was you know how to build the resume how to you know, be in an interview, those type of things. But, and that's very helpful, don't get me wrong, but it's like, all right, the next semester should have been like, like how we're talking about financial literacy. Uh, the next semester should be about like practical things that you need to know how to do with your hands. Like maybe if you have to do it, change a tire. They're different. It doesn't have to be that, but just different things that just gives them a different life skill each year that they're in high school. You know what I mean? So that when they get out, they they have a a, a set of skills that, you know, they didn't know when they went in because before, because what I feel like high school does a lot is just pounding down um, math and, and, you know, and English and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, reading is right, is correct and history is great. But, you know, I feel like there should be another class that just gives you that. You know? And I hate to give students another class that, to take and stuff. But at the same time, it's like we're spending all this time in school already. Mm-hmm. We already have six classes. So there might as well be a class that's really going to stick with you. I feel yeah. like you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and and I think that that's it's it's very important that kids in the high school level get that, so that when they get to those eighteen to twenty one to twenty five to thirty years old, they have that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's not nothing that it's just the one semester when you're ninth grade, so that when you get to twelfth grade, you forgot everything you learned there. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've thought about as far as if I could give back and like you know fund something and make it. Like that, I would do. That. I feel like awesome. I, I like what you said, but I also feel like um, we can't we can't put too much um, too much on like the school system and, and like I feel like as as individuals and as um, parents. No, nah, but what he's talking about is making a program like no, that I, he would I, like to do. I know what he would have to be in school. I, I, know so what, I know what he's talking about, but let me finish. I feel like a lot of these programs are already implemented in some schools it's just the fact that the influence in other things are more they they pull your kid more than let's say that class that might teach them financial literacy because i remember at least in van nuys high school there was courses after school that they were providing and you it was kind of like you had the option it's after school so you had the option are you going to go and take the class or not. And then one of the classes that they had was DJ. Like they had a DJ that was coming into school and teaching kids how to DJ. And, you know, that was dope. That was at Van Nuys High School. And when I went to that class, I went twice and there was only like eight of us. And that's just, that's dope. There's only eight of us. But let me tell you, out of that, there's four guys that I still know now that are DJing from that class. You know, so it's like, I feel like the stuff is out there, but I feel like in, in, in your case, I would say like, if you can influence those kids to do that, that's the, that's the impact, you know, cause it's hard to like, 
grab them into well, the whole point of what I what I my whole vision is is that that what I'm speaking of can help anybody no matter what field they're in. You know what I mean? So exact, exact, especially people that are like getting out of high school, getting their first job, making their first kind of amount of money. Like exactly what I meant. Like what do you do with that first check? What do you do with with you know? Um, with your savings account, how should you save? What should be your What should be your goal to save? And one thing that I would tell people is, see what your expenses are and cover that ex- those expenses for six months to a year. That's a good savings. That's like an emergency fund savings, and then love, all those type of things. I love that. And I, and that's, I love that so much, but it just sucks that you know, like, not a lot, not a lot of us catch up to it quickly. You know, like. Definitely, you know, it's hard to like. I mean, and the whole the whole, but, the whole idea if, of this is that if they would crack, if they would know, grab you have, concept, you have, it would be crazy. The whole idea of this is that you know you ha- you're you're funding you know a good amount of money into a, into something that's gonna that's gonna pr- that's gonna market this and promote this and you know especially with nowadays with social media, there's different ways to getting the, to these kids and getting to these people. You know what I mean? And capturing their, their attention and whatnot. And that's why, like I said, it's it's not just what we plan to do with like a little bit that we have now it's like if you had something that you could donate like how this guy did life savings like and we're talking about a good amount of money here and and in, i feel like in, all that in stuff india that's crazy make things better but kind of turning turning to the next uh thing that we have to for you guys today um today i mean if you guys were weren't underneath a rock or anything like that in capitol hill here today in the united states we had some chaos brewing uh it started first with the Congress counting the the electoral votes, and basically it's like a tradition that that happens every four years. You know, they count the votes. The vice president basically certifies the electoral college votes, and in two weeks we would have our next president. You know, but today, I, from what I saw first, there was like a rally outside of it. And I was about to Trump say, I was about too. to say that's what started it. Him saying, yeah, "We're yeah. gonna have a peaceful protest and do this, and then we're gonna march over there and." And then that I feel like that's what got it. And then yeah, he's. But I mean, damn. the whole event of the day was that at Congress and at Capitol Hill. And then the that that happened. And then it was the tweet that went out after President uh, or Vice President Pence certified the votes. He basically said that he didn't have the courage to protect the 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 nation and whatnot, and um, that we got to do what we can to to. Secure this election was what, was what mm. you know Trump was saying in that tweet, uh, not verbatim, but you know that's what basically he was saying, um, and that is what got people even more riled up. Yeah, you they know, feel like they're losing their country. You know, they started hitting the the, the Capitol Hill steps. They started taking over um, everything basically to the point smashing, where they, they breached windows the and breached the the windows. And and that thing is like as soon as you smash those windows, like you're in, like it's right there. There's no you don't have to go to like another room to you like you're basically inside the building already, this, right? this this is this, old this, this remind me of um pablo escobar paying his his narco thugs from the from the the contras to not the contras the 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 guerrilla in colombia to storm the palace <laughs> and the communist people that the communist it, people that were yeah that. yeah but it was like it was yeah it was like a real colombia that he he paid to it was the it was uh I it forgot was the, the scholars it was all I, the I, I, it was a teacher yeah, but he was a teacher. That's what he was. Because there was gorillas, that, and then that was that, there was that, that guy that he was like he had gotten all the college students to like revolutionize. Bro, it wasn't really like gorillas. That's where all the revolution starts from the college level. Yeah. So my, what, uh, what I'm saying is it that that militia doing that it's like that 
I'm I'm comparing that happening back then to kind of like what happened today. It seemed like yeah. it because they're like, come on, some lady died. That's crazy, bro. Like that. Yeah. This this is some third world country shit, in my opinion. Like in Venezuela, um, Guaido are saying I win the election, and the other dude saying Nah, I win the election. Like it feels exactly like that. Yeah, and I, and I feel like the the influence and the the weight that Trump holds that's kind of what happens when you have that weight. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Facebook and Twitter decided to deactivate his account. Oh, so what? No send um that's any crazy. Tweets. Yeah, so right now at the moment he cannot send out on any tweets. He I did not send bro. All right, but so how do you guys feel about a platform like that censoring the president though? Like yes, he might be well, inciting. Well, their 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 whole thing um when they they said it, uh you could probably look at Twitter's tweets. Um yeah. he's Maurice is pulling them up right now cuz they I don't want to mess up their actual um No, just look up the tweets that they actually stated. Yeah, exactly. They well, they they, they had story. they had uh tweets um specifically stating why they did it and they also talked about how Basically, what he was doing was causing harm, which goes against their laws, right? To use their platform to cause harm. All right, all right, all right. Check so, this out. To incite a, violence. Can I, yeah, can I, exactly. Though that's the. So can I be? So the, the Twitter has a has a policy that exempts leaders of countries uh, from an anti-violence uh, policy. So my, so that's basically what they're can I, can I, against. Can I play devil's advocate? Oh, definitely. That's why it's a podcast. All right. <laughs> I, damn, I wish I had my other phone because I can't go on Twitter and look at it through my phone. Can you pull it up so I can see it? Because I have Twitter, but I don't. Uh, share your screen with him so he can see what we're Because, like, even from the rally that Trump did, right? Um, no, just, where just do your the, desktop. All right. So can you go to the can you see Trump? That? Trump can, can you? Yeah, I see that. Can you show me Trump's tweets from all day today? Before he got yeah, the keep on going what you're saying. Yeah, go for it. I got you. Because um my thing is and even his speech today for that rally before the for the protest, I don't necessarily feel like he's inciting this. Now to, Yeah, and they deleted some of them already. Now today at the barbershop, um somebody did say, Hey man, Trump is not really saying shit. Like he's not really making people do it. He just said this, and then people are like taking this like that, right? Just like they, they somebody said, yeah, he said stand back and stand by, and people are grabbing that like he's saying, yo, like get ready. You know what I'm saying? When, like, I mean, but the funny thing a, is, that like, at the same time, he he it's he like a wordplay. He spoke he spoke to a specific group of people when he said that. He said proud boys. And in the same in this same week, um, Did the Proud Boys leader gets arrested for 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 possession of a firearm and all this other stuff. Yeah, I looked, I saw that. Uh, Hold on. So I, I'm trying to look for the the tweets that they removed. Yeah, they removed two tweets and then they locked um, his account, like I stated, because of the policy that Twitter has. Facebook did the same thing. So right now he can't tweet, he can't post anything on Facebook uh, because of what has transpired throughout the day. Big election tomorrow. Great. I don't know if that's from today. I'm trying to look for the ones for today. But I mean, I've even heard things that 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 the, and this is me just seeing what I've read on online and stuff, 
where people were saying that the Trump supporters were peaceful and that the people were going crazy were like and Antifa. See, this is this is where I stuff. I got upset because I'm like, why are you getting upset, man? There, no, no, it upset me on the wordplay, right? Okay, okay, okay. Because with these that's, people, that's why because I, what they were doing was actually rioting, right? They took over Capitol Hill, right? They threatened people's lives by going in there with arms and weapons, right? And then they're calling them protesters. I'm like, hold on. These are protesters? Like, that doesn't make sense to me, the wordplay in that, you know? And it's the wordplay that kind of upsets me on there because I'm like, really? Like, these are called protesters? They're not called rioters? Like... You, I'm sure you've seen like the images well, on, you well, know, I mean, all over social media well, of them well, taking well, to stuff be, and to going. To be totally with it. honest with you, um, I feel like we had rioters on um, on both spectrums. Even with um, like the Black Lives Matter protest, there was rioters, also looters there, you know. And I feel like in, yeah. in every protest, there's always going to be that that borderline of somebody crossing that boundary and taking it there. And that's the thing that sucks, because even like, let's say. Yeah, but even during that time, right, you also know that social media wasn't calling people protesters. You know, majority of of media was saying, oh, they're rioters. Right. But in today, no one mentioned these are rioters. Everything that was being mentioned was even to protesters. Even today, when I was at the barbershop, I was I I had made this point that I'm I'm always going to remember, guys, that's a trip. I text my brother this before I said this to him. I text him this earlier. I mean, after before at the shop, I was saying this. So this is all happening. Where somebody came in the barbershop was like, "Hey, yo, Enzo, you not you not seeing what's happening?" And I'm like, "Nah, what's happening?" He came in like around twelve. Now, no, like around two. And I was like, "Nah, what's happening?" He's like, "Yo, they just stormed the Capitol Hill and all that." And then next thing you know, I we put it on and everything. And what is the news calling it? An insurrection. I'm like. That is not an insurrection. That is a coup. Like the way that they're storming it, the way that they, it's like they're o- trying to occupy it. Like, and then on top, yeah, they're trying to force people out. Exactly, basically. and on top of the fact that under the circumstances that they're trying to do it under, like under, like trying to count the, the votes to to the electoral college to make the the next president and everything. So it was like, why is the media not calling it what it is? Twenty minutes after that, I text my brother, "Yo, there's a coup." Ten minutes after that, all media is calling it a coup now. Like, oh, this is, this seems like an a coup, like a coup and all this. But then the thing that's funny to me, the ironic side is that Trump has been calling it a witch hunt against him his all all his four years and all this, and that they've been attempting a coup his whole time. That that the whole impeachment was a coup against Trump, you know. And then so when he says things like that, I can see why. What's going? I can see through the smoke screen and see like, yo, this is like, uh, one side is throwing that, and then the next side is throwing that, and then now I just feel like the gloves are off, and I feel like something is gonna happen because the way that the Democrats are taking it, they won the Senate and the Congress, right? I don't know. Mm, yeah. So then they won the presidency, so they have complete control over the American people as far as dictating what's gonna be the next four years, especially with the coronavirus. So. Mm-hmm. This is about to get like interesting in this country, to say the least. 
Yeah, so the the tweet that that got him basically red flagged was Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our constitution, giving states a chance to verify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones which they are asked to purely certify. So th- that's what they felt like um, incited the 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 whole thing because really basically after that is when they started storming the steps and everything like that, and I was watching this on the on the news as well. And the way that I felt like it was progressing was that they as they took the steps first, right? Right, of course. And that's, I mean, that's that the way moment, you got to get in. At that moment, they weren't calling it a coup. The moment they started calling it a coup was once they started to get inside the building. Inside, yeah. Once they were inside the building, they were like... And this putting is basically the lives of, of the people of the house, you know, like... In basically harm's and, way. And we're talking about journalists too. We're not just talking yeah. about like you know regular. Or, well, whoever or, whoever's in there, in there, yeah, staff yeah. people, probably even janitors and stuff like that. You know, so it, it's pretty wild as far as what developed today. Um, Biden came out on on national television, and, called you know, out Trump, called out Trump. You know, telling him you gotta you gotta tell people to stand down. You know, this is not the way type of thing. Yeah, he told him that his words have power, and it's your words that cause this. You know, he called them out on it. Yeah, so then he goes on Twitter, makes a video about it, and still calls the election fraudulent. But this is not the way. Yeah. I feel like, oh, man, I don't know, guys. This feels very funky to me. Well, it's a crazy way to begin the year. I'll it tell is, you that it is. It I is. Mean, I mean, just aside from the fact that, you know, no, yeah, it is. it is a crazy way to start the year, man. It is, you know. I mean, I know that a lot of people were like expecting, you know, and I and I I also thought about this when people were like, "2020 is dead, 2020 is dead," and I'm like, we still haven't fixed all our problems. Like that's still gonna carry over, even though it's just a day of difference, right? And we did start our new year, but it's like, eh, we're seeing those problems kind of come up, you know? And it's just a crazy way to start it because it's like, okay, if this is how we're starting, what else can happen? Right. Right. I mean, yeah, you get. Uh huh. I think that this whole thing, this whole event today was again a, a testimony that, like, kind of Andrew Schultz said in his uh, Netflix special, that Trump is the biggest influencer and he's just misusing his influence. You know? And that's what I feel like it is, what, what we saw today at Capitol Hill. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, we have two more weeks till Biden becomes president. Are we going to see another one of these things go down? Are we going to see it happening in other states? Um, well, it are, it started happening here in L.A. I don't know if you heard that they were in downtown L.A. Yeah, I heard that. But my whole thing guys, is, are they going to start you, taking you over? Are they going to start taking over federal buildings and type of things like that? You guys forgot it. You know, it already when, happened in Michigan. They were trying to kidnap the the Michigan governor. Yeah, um, but that so, was those are motives unrelated to like the election and all that. Oh stuff. no, no, that was uh, that. That's all. That's all tied in because she was locking. All this is locked. Like it's all tied up together, bro. Like any type of militia, those are the Proud Boys that that um tried to kidnap that that uh, lady, wasn't it? I think it was the Proud Boys. I don't think so. From what I've heard, it was like a it was like a group that, and the way they got caught was because of just how they were moving online and all that stuff. Um. But, for example, I feel that this whole thing, um, that's why I questioned myself, because this whole thing is directly related to the election. We didn't see this when, when the votes got finalized a month ago. We didn't see this um, much of it on election day. And what I mean of it is to the level of what we saw today, to yeah. the point that we saw someone 
storm a federal building to, to you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Are we going to see that happen? And not in just other states? like in civilian clothes. Most of them were yeah, like in, in, in damn near militarized. Yeah, yeah. They had helmets on. They had a bulletproof vest on. Well, those you know, could they be. They look um, like they're ready could, to do something. Those could be like like the guys from Michigan. They were. They're all allies, though. They're 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 buddies. All these groups, like the Proud Boys, the Watchmen, like the Watchmen, are the guys that tried to get the Michigan lady. So all these groups, they're allies. They talk. They uh, they send information. So that's why even when they said, I think uh, what's his name, Biden said, told everybody, go back to your state. Cause yeah, because there's people from like Nashville, Tennessee, as well. everywhere, you know, like and even like that dude that blew up the thing in Nashville. That's crazy too. Like you guys don't think that could be connected? Or check this out. Did you guys hear about the? Um, Iran sending a threat to the United States about um, bombing Capitol Hill? No, I haven't heard about that one. Yeah, there was a threat yesterday and that the FBI was trying to cover that. And um, then today this happens. That's crazy. Hmm. It, is, it is pretty interesting. Um, I'm looking at something right here at NPR. It doesn't, doesn't tie them into Proud Wars or anything like that as, uh, as far as what I'm saying. I mean, you're gonna uh, you're gonna think white white militias aren't gonna be cool, or even even the fact that they they probably all joined forces today there down Capitol Hill. I mean, I think six individuals could have other motives in Michigan that are more microscopic to 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 us. I feel like than the what's going on in the bigger scale of things. That's what I'm just assuming here. How is that micro- what I'm reading, bro? That's not microscopic. I, if, you, uh, if you're gonna kidnap a, a governor. I'm saying, well, I, what I mean microscopic is... A, w- in the was, grand scheme of the country. Yeah, in the grand scheme of the country, number one, and number two, what their motives were. I, I don't think I, that their I, motives were I to, feel, to try, I, try... This is this is why I feel this is something that is alarming. The fact that people had the balls to have... To, to plot the Michigan thing to kidnap her, right? Months later, now we're seeing people clearly have the balls to kill somebody in Capitol Hill, too. People have the the balls to storm it and do this. So to me, this is something that's just like it's gonna progressively get worse. Like this is not the end of it. Might it might not be it might not be that the sources that we're seeing telling us that these groups are connected, but the progression of I mean, yeah, each can, event is like everything. yo, like it's kind of crazy, bro. Like yeah. yeah, but then again, that's that's assumptions going down the rabbit hole. As of right now, all we can say is they're unrelated. Yeah, from from yeah, from the evidence gathered and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to see what, what what how this further progresses. You know, the National Guard finally came in, but by the time they came in, all of them were gone for the most part. Uh, there's a but, curfew currently uh, in Washington that, D.C. That's so yeah, at six p.m. But if it's uh, if it's colored people, they're fucking there on that bitch quick. Oh yeah, yeah, we we know that for sure. That I mean, that's a given. Without a doubt, I mean, I, that's, that's I the white privilege. Um, like about more than ten years ago, here in MacArthur Park, there was like a, a peaceful protest by Latinos and by Latinos. I said it like a white boy right now. By Latinos, by Latinos. Damn, why is everybody so fucking serious, y'all? Jesus Christ! But okay, so going kind of just going back to it, they, your joke, those your, cops your, your beat joke the crap out of funny, Latinos out there, bro. 
they 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 beat the, the the crap out of people there. So I know what you mean there. Like they, when authority wants to really put the fist down, they will. And, and it's funny because um, earlier, because kind of referencing the riots back in um, the beginning of or like the middle of last year, uh, Trump was like, "If you shoot, if you loot, we will shoot." What happened today? Yeah. But I mean, and I'm not asking for look, people to look, get shot. But this is the I'm difference. For equal Th- this is the difference. This is the difference that happened today. We're storming taxpayer buildings. We're not storming businesses that, um, you know what I'm saying? There's a difference in that. That don't we can't like we let's it's not vic- let's not victimize this guys. Come on now, like like this is why even seeing that to me makes me think like, damn, people actually have the balls to do that. Like, why don't we? Why why don't why doesn't Black Lives Matter do that then? But you like, know why, Enzo? Do you want to know why? It's white privilege. It's not just white privilege. It's that they had an influence and a voice. Who does? Someone to back them up. Yes. Who was... When, oh, yeah, when, Trump. When, when, that's it's my point. So it's like, I don't think they'd have the balls if, if Trump didn't have that rally that he did, number one, and then did that made that tweet go out like the way he did. You know what well, I mean? That's why there's a reason why Biden came out and, and called them out on it because honestly, his words is what stirred up these people. He influenced these people directly. But to me, bro, directly. yo, yo, how, you know, you guys know how much these senators and congressmen make a week? Eight thousand. Well, week. there's a difference between a- what eight thousand a week for us to spread. No, no, but there's me. a difference between a- what they make and then what they make on the side. That there you go. That's that's corruption right there, Pete. I love that you said that. That's corruption right there. But my point is like, why are they crying? Why is everybody crying boo-hoo when this country ain't do like like uh, the minorities to me shouldn't be like, oh look, but like they should shoot these people. Nah, like in, in the country, I should feel like nah. It should have been our time right now. Oh shit, they ransacked it. Like now we follow up with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we're not. We're so we got we got put right back to sleep because. Three three months later, we're not talking about Black Lives Matter. We're not talking about police brutality. We're still stuck on the election. We're still now we're gonna get stuck on this. It's a, you know, it's just like fuck. Like I feel like this is like a big smokescreen. And what if they pull the rug from under us and they be well, like, I, I don't think that Black Lives Matter never went away. I mean, we saw the NBA take a stance. We saw so many organizations take a stance throughout the year. And even in this, in the light of this, um, my boy, there's also a difference between the protests that happen and the actual movement. The actual yeah. movement is still doing stuff. Yeah, and then on top of that, oh, um, oh, I don't know if you guys oh, saw, but the 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 cop that was involved with the the kid, the shooting in in Wisconsin, they're not facing any any charges and stuff like that. So there's still things going on. You know what I mean? And I, I understand what you mean. The narrative isn't always there, but at the same time, I do see how, like I said. If we were paying attention to things we're watching on TV, Black Lives Matter was very prominent. I mean, it it, it changed how a lot of people are are doing their marketing completely. I mean, Aunt Jemima's not even a thing anymore. Come on, you know? like, it's what do you still... mean? I I just bought Aunt Jemima and they still have the the, the lady's face on there, bro. Well, I'm pretty sure it's gonna take a while for them to get their supply where it has to be. But that's something that they already said that was gonna change, and and other other brands. Whatever their face might have been, if it was something like racially um, motivated, if you will, they 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 were gonna remove it. You know what I mean? I remember I remember Manny giving me a story about people were trying to go at Trader Joe's because they had certain um, foods that if they were from a different country, they they said like Trader Jose. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Mexican. You know, so and the people were getting 
outraged about that and Trader Joe's are like, you're tripping, y'all. Yeah. All right, so check this out. Since we're talking about the Black Lives Matter, bro, the thing about that to me is like they've raised almost they've been, they've raised billions of dollars, but we don't even have a library or a museum or something that's really like um, showing where that money is going. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm yeah. saying. We're being that's what I'm saying. We're being rocked back to sleep because the movement it is what it is. But where are the where where's the follow through with it? Where is the where is the 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 buildings or or even the the outreach? Because it's like it doesn't make sense, bro. It just seems like 2020 was that, and then now it just seems like 2021 is gonna come with all this other BS. Like I'm reading right now, guys, that like BBC said even says 22 million. 2200 million came from George Soros open society foundations to Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And and this guy is somebody that funds both sides and everything. Yeah. I'm just kind of like it's kind of weird like I feel like we should we should always peep what's really like try to see through the smoke because fuck like what if this shit's like like I said, four years of Biden, and then we start getting told what to do. Well, we don't even know what laws are going to pass under Biden. I mean, we don't even know how the country might change. I mean, a lot of changes are going to occur, you know, especially the way that, that uh, the House is and everything. So we don't know what changes are going to come and how that's going to look. Yeah, I mean, with this, this thing, too, for example... Um the big thing that happened in Georgia, I've heard that basically that election right there could could determine if we get more stimulus money and all that because the, the representatives there were ones that were blocking it and whatnot. And yeah, there's just so much things that like, it's it's just interesting to me how Biden, what is he going to do in four years? You know what I mean? Is is he going to make it to four years? You know what I mean? Given his, his health. So the next thing we want to talk about was basically give us ourselves like kind of some goals but not just set goals. Keep our shows, keep Yo, each other accountable. Marisa, you don't have a, a sound effects? <laughs> no, I don't. No, not not yet. I'm working that, on that. That would be dope. That would be fucking dope. But basically, I want us to 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 come up with some 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 accountability while we go throughout this year. You know, I want us to and our audience too. So, if you guys are listening, you know, feel free to to also you know comment on on our IGs and our socials so you can also help us keep us accountable, guys. Um, so yeah, so Manny, is there anything that, that you have, you thought that for 2021, I want to accomplish this thing? You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm not asking for a listing. It could be just one thing that just one that it sticks out to you. I want to do this. Be like, what's the change? Uh, one thing for sure is I want to consume less sugar, man. That's a for sure. Like, to be honest, I, I drink too much, um, soda and sugary drinks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, I, agree. I mean, you you're around me, so you know how much I drink. Where it's like I'm always like soda, soda, you know. And yeah, no, I, I rarely drink water, so that's one of the things where I'm like, yeah, I want to change that. I would have to say that since the pandemic started, I've actually been drinking a lot more water, and I was actually uh, going to the gym and drinking a lot of water. And as of lately, since like they say it got really cold. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking a lot more soda. 
So I know what you mean, man. It, it is a bad habit. My my, you know I have a bad habit of like, yeah, I can drink water, but then I get this nasty craving of like, and I think I don't know if it's like, I, maybe it's withdrawal. I don't know. I get this nasty craving of just wanting something sweet. Like, yeah, no, for like, sure. That's... And I drink water, my body's like, no, like, give me something sweet, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, that's the addiction right. that sugar causes. Yeah, it's crack, bro. It it is crack. So I mean that that's good, bro. We'll we'll I'll make sure to keep you accountable on that mm-hmm. as we go along. Yeah. What I'm about sure you, Mauricio? Like, what about no. you, Mauricio? For me, if I have to really bring it down to one thing, I would have to say that there's if there's one thing that I want to do this year to keep me accountable is um, to practice what I preach. You know what I mean, Ooh. and and I think that's something that it's it, it, you have to people have to keep you accountable. Because it's hard for yourself to do that. It's easier for you to give out advice, and it's easier for you to tell people how to fix their problems and stuff. But are you doing that behind closed doors, type of thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that. But what if your mentality changes? With what? I, I'm just saying, like, uh, I, 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 like, if if say you decide to like preach something, right? Mm-hmm. And then your mentality changes or your posture. On what you've been preaching changes. You you have a, a a shift in mentality. Yeah, I see. You yes, it's like then. That's another thing too. I mean, that goes I, along- I think I think what you're trying to get, like me, the way because I I've been around you. I think what you're trying to say is you're trying to be like more like w- one person with everybody, in a sense, like just be yourself without caring, in a sense, what people. Yeah, yeah, more like transparency, like almost kind of. Because I, I, I don't, I think feel it's... like that's a, like that's that's a better way to phrase it than to say practice what I preach. Because I think the but preaching I, can always change. I feel like what he's saying with practice what you preach is because that's like the saying for if it's, you got to talk the talk and walk the walk. Exactly, and given that I have a podcast, and given that I give my opinion, and given that I'm telling people sometimes again advice. And all this stuff, I'm like, all right, if I'm telling people to do this, I should be living my life that way type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's not really showing every person I meet the same thing like what you're saying. It's more like, first of all, kind of going along with this, it's also being aware of what I, everything I say. Not everything that I, not everything requires a comment. Not Mm. everything requires my thoughts. So with that being said, if I'm like giving my thoughts out to everything, if my mentality changes I don't have to, in a sense, practice what I preach because I'm not putting it out there, if you get what I mean. Mm. But more more clearly, again, it's just like I'm giving this advice out. I'm telling people, you know, exercise, uh, um, invest your money, save your money, and all these things. And I'm like, all right, am I really doing these things on a day-to-day basis? Every decision I make, am I telling my, myself these things over again? You know what I mean? And that's what I mean when I say practice what I preach because someone can come up to you and tell you, hey, I'm going on with this and this and that. And you can give them advice and stuff, but if you're in that situation, you're not doing that, what's the point? Right. I'll give you an example. I I'm, Sometimes I talk to friends and then they'll tell me, oh, you know, I don't have enough money to save. Mm. You know what I mean? But you over here spending shit. And I over there and I listened and I'm like, what do you mean you don't have enough money to save? Oh, I have too many bills, too many expenses. 
And I tell them, you understand to save money, you don't have to save half of your check. You don't have to save even 40 or 30% of your check. You can save 10%. You can save, if you make, if you make, um, you can save $50 out of one check you make. Some, a small portion. But if the point is, if you keep it consistent, you'll do it. So I, so I told that person that. And then the other day I was like, thinking to myself, like, all right, how much have I been saving each week? You know what I mean? How much have I been saving each month? And I told myself, I can't be telling this person to save money and how to do it if I'm not doing it that way. You know what I mean? And it's it's even more insane that I know a formula to success and I'm not doing it. But I'm telling other people how to do it. Damn, my you know brother. I mean? He's dropping gems tonight, people. Y'all better So that's why it. I feel like it's like you got to practice what you preach. You know what I mean? Everything. And it's like even in this whole music game that I'm in, I want to get better at this and, you know, make something out of it. But it's never going to happen if I just keep saying that. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen if I keep telling other people, you know, you got to persevere and be consistent with your work if I'm not doing that. You know Ooh, what I mean? So that's why I it's like, that. I feel like at the end of the day, it's not just a walk to talk and all that stuff, but it's just like, I think your your words always carry more weight when there's action behind it. Definitely. If there's something to show for it, I feel like people will take my advice with more seriousness and with more When they see the success story behind it. Yes, yeah. and and I feel like, and I'm not doing it for that, but at the same time, it's like, if you want to be that person and all that the stuff... The proof is wanna, in the pudding. Yeah, so that's kind of where I, what's my accountability type that, of thing. That's, yeah, there's a lot of Christian thought behind that. Proud, proud brother moment right here, man. <laughs> that was beautiful, um, so brother. What's yours, Enzo? Okay, so you know, I kind of, I kind of set it up to go last on this one because, um, you know, since we're gonna be accountable, accountability occurs when an individual is reliable and delivers on his commitments and shows others that he can be trusted with those commitments, right? And leaders demonstrate that accountability by taking that responsibility and the outcomes and the actions that happen, the decisions. And then that, that is what becomes successful later, right? That's what gives you the results. So, um, this year for myself personally, it's kind of like, I'm choking up just talking about it, bro. Cause I know a lot of people might hear this and they might be like, what the fuck? Um, I want to stay sober from, pills and that's my thing like i i I really want to change my perspective and lifestyle as far as having a crutch having a coping mechanism that isn't healthy that is a bad habit that breeds other bad habits that it's like that what's that manny you know that sermon and i mean that verse where one sin one sin one sin brings seven more yeah it's it's a story it's a parable Right, that mm-hmm. so so kind of can you break that down real quick so then I can elaborate after. Uh well the the idea of the story is basically that when you don't clean up your house or you don't clean up your space, right? It opens the door for something to come in. So when there's no like organization or anything like that, more and more come in. Mm-hmm. So. With that being said, so beautifully and marvelously, like my, my boy said it right now, um, I've been afflicted by this for years and I've demonstrated an ability to be a chameleon and hide it. And nobody know that I was addicted to prescription painkillers for so long. 
But this year, coming into 2020, and everything I learned from 2020, I feel like it's you got to apply everything you learned in 2020. And 2021 is all actions, follow through. You're going to take the shot, you got to follow through so you make the shot, right? So it kind of goes back into what my brother was saying. And, you know, if you're going to say something, you got to do something. You can't just... Because I've relapsed three times already. And this is going to be my fourth, um, you know, opportunity to try to get sober. Because just the other day, I heard of somebody that he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a dealer, but his brother not passed. And it's crazy that the dealer's brother passed from what he's dealing. So now it's like, it kind of woke me up too. It was like, damn, bro, like, that could have been you because you're, you're doing the same shit, right? And I have kids and all that. I have a business. I have this podcast. I have all these things that I got going for myself that it's a trip that, you know, you get lost and stuff. So it's kind of like the, 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 the movie Lost Souls. You get stuck in that little thing of just your passion becomes such so powerful that you're just stuck in that. So this year, I want to stay sober and everything that I put my mind to, I want to accomplish because last year I was on autopilot. And I was not performing at my full capacity and I wasn't showing my fullest potential with in every aspect of my life. Because like my, my brother said right now that one sin opens the door for a, a, a plethora of others. So I'm, I'm learning that, you know, I have to, I'm learning a lot about myself in just six days of being sober. So and seeing the tests and how you how you have to overcome each test and each temptation that comes across your table, you know. So this year, yo, it's just do what you say you're gonna do. Like my brother said, you gotta practice yeah. what you preach, and it could even it's be like, a, it's it's like it, doing a sport. Like you know, you have to think about. It's a lot about mentality, right? The mentality game. It's like when a basketball player gets up to shoot, right, and he misses, mm-hmm. right. He has to already think like, okay, I missed one. But, like, that shot should be out of his head. Right. Because he's got to be ready for the next opportunity and the next opportunity. Because then he can make a bucket the next time and make a bucket the next time. So it's all about that mental game of saying, okay, like, this is where I'm at. All right. I might miss this shot, but I still got the next opportunity. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Right, right. And the thing about it is you have to always, like, you have to keep that mentality and and keep it grasp it and not fall into the whole like because we can we're, we're habitual animals so we can get caught up in a routine and just think this is life and this is living but like like if we we're going to use the analogy um of a basketball player we always have to challenge ourselves and yeah the, you have the, to build new the, habits the goals and the and the and the things that you aspire to become and who you are and who you want to become and be it has to like, yeah, you like you said, you have to keep doing that and keep going at it. So I know I've accomplished so much that I know that w- once I let go fully, I'm hoping that by my 21st day, I feel like I've let go and I'm starting a new habit, you know, because I've already started writing in my journal and, and, and writing how I feel and, and stuff. And I've been learning a lot about myself. So hopefully next week I figure out what's my next accountability. You know what I mean? What's what I, what's my next thing I want to be accountable for? Because right now this is the biggest one that I knew eventually I was going to come clean on the podcast and, and let the world know and kind of free myself of what I've been holding and bearing for so long, you know, because if, if you don't tell nobody what you're dealing with, yo, 
You're going to yeah, create you gotta a, expose it to create the change. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to create a prison for yourself to which where you're like hiding who you are because you're embarrassed of what you're doing instead of asking for help, instead of reaching out to somebody and, and telling them, hey, I'm dealing with this. I need help with this. What do I do about this? Have you been through this? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that's one thing, Enzo, that I, I mean, just to start to cut you off, but I want to just tell you. Number one, I'm going to give you a lot of credit here for being brave to, to, you know, that's a big step you did to be able to say this on the podcast and everything like that. So I just want to give you some kudos for that. Um, well, you knew, you knew it was coming because, like, I had been oh, yeah, at some point, eventually it but, was going to come out. And, you know, like, it's crazy that you, it scared me when you told me a couple of days ago, like, yo, we have this new segment on the podcast and it's going to be about um accountability and what are, what are you accountable for what are you what are you going to change this year what are you going to do you know what are you going to be accountable what goal are you going to put there you're going to tell us that we're going to keep you accountable for yeah. when you told me that bro my heart dropped and i was like damn i'm dealing with this this is the perfect time to let this out and mm-hmm. you know i know i'm going to face stuff in the future you know and and go through stuff but we're having you guys as support and whoever else is listening, if you guys reach out and always, you know, show me some love and show me that you guys are listening and you guys care about me. That's what people need. Because if you don't, if you tell somebody something and they don't care, they're not your friends. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you, um, Manny and Mauricio, you know, you guys are my brothers. Um, and, and I thank you guys for extending the, the, the arm to be a part of this and, and, and helping me through this time that I'm going through. And I know I'm going to get through this, you know, this is all testimony for my name and, and my, my legacy in the future, you know, to help others, to show them that they can, they can reach heights, still have a demon that they're battling and get through it. You know what I mean? And, and get through it on the other side where it's greener. Yeah. Well, pressure makes diamonds brother. And um, mm, kind of, mm. kind of, kind of going to elaborate on this segment too. That's kind of like kind of our yearly, accountability check uh week by week we'll give each other something that you know we see in the short term type of thing and and we'll we'll we'll, we'll kind of convene next week we'll give ourselves our first short-term accountability check and um then the following week we'll start being how are you doing with well, that, well you know, type I, of thing. honestly i would say that we 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 each of us had a a goal that was on a different level of accountability you know like like manny's was sugar intake and 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 drinking more water health and somebody somebody i i can think of it like oh that's so simple you know what i mean like and then you had yours and then boom there's somebody that has something that they're dealing with that's a huge monkey on their back that you know like i feel like i'm gonna be telling y'all about this once a month maybe (laughs) you know what i mean because this is something that i feel like I, I can't. I need that accountability more on a on a you know on a regular. Okay. Yeah, and again, kind of going back to the prices that I preached thing. One thing that I've kind of also told myself I want to do this year is, is set goals, and not just like for example this goal that's for the year or for my life type of thing. It's more of a goal that you want to set. Like, all right, this week I need to get this done. It's a goal that I that by the time I get to the next week podcast, it needs to be done type of thing, and. It could be like, all right, by the time I get to the end of February, I need, I want this to be done. You know what I mean? Or something like, mm-hmm. it's a goal like that. Yeah. Like that I'm talking about when I come in, when I'm talking about in the short term. Challenging that can, yourself. Yeah. Right. And that yeah. way we can get check there. in and be like, how are you doing with this? You know, all that stuff. Right, right, um, right. So yeah. And again, to the audience, you know, you, you guys heard our, our, our things that we want to be held accountable for. So like Enzo said, feel free to reach out and keep us accountable. 
respectfully. Um, kind of going on to the next major point is uh, we enter the new year, and every time we enter new year, you come, you also enter with new laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some specific ones that affected us here in California, actually. State laws, yeah. You know, so that's something that we need to cover because, for example, one of them was on the ballot that I can just go off of bat um, first firsthand, and it was um, that when elderly people sell their house, they get to get a a a, a, a what was it? A, I think it was a tax rate that isn't what a the tax new house break. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. It was uh, if they decide to purchase, a, yeah, another, and the way, sell their home and purchase another. Yeah, home. yeah. So they'll get they'll basically like average out the two rates, the rates from their previous home and the rates from the new home, and they'll get that middle rate. Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah, that's one law that goes. That, that, that's that's the expansion of paid family leave benefits. No, no, no. That one, that one's the one that's when someone that's of elderly age is trying to sell their home and go into a new home, they'll get the same uh, tax rate they had. Say uh, property tax rate they had, not the same one actually. My bad. They average out the property tax rate from their old house and the new house they're dropping. They're getting, and they go somewhere in the, in the yeah, middle. Yeah, in the middle. Them. They average it out. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that was that one. Um, the one that you're talking about is that that uh, companies now have to pay a certain amount of of paid and paid and sick leave. Paid sick leave. Yeah, twelve days. Twelve days. I believe it's twelve days of mandatory. That they need to do for um, paid leave in California. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that one's mandatory. Um, especially, like, I'm sure another one that's eventually going to be fought, but this kind of helps for, like, you know, uh, mothers that need to do their paternity leave. Yeah. You know, there's other countries, you know, where, like, they get paid during paternity leave. Um, I mean, this at least kind of helps them out a little bit, you know, even though that it's not much. Yeah. Enzo, can you see that screen, by the way? Barely. No, I can. Yeah. So that, that that was one. That was another one that came into effect this this year as well. I'm trying to pull up the exact one. Oh, another one that I saw actually was if you call the cops to to and to basically tell tell them that someone's like harassing you and stuff, and it's not. Yeah, if you're if you're um no no no, it had to do if you were trying to use the cops to be racial like profiling or or use um some sort of race, and they figure out that you use them improperly, you will get fined. Yeah. So kind of like fine, new, new, it says new fines can be charged to anyone who makes nine one one call threat and harass someone based on factors including race, ethnicity, gender, yeah. or sexual. Orientation. So like that lady that was in the park, and the, the, claiming the bird that, watcher guy. Yeah, yeah, like that. That scenario. So they're saying if if they're using the cops for a scenario like that, they'll get fined. Yeah, there's another one here for cops here that are police officers can no longer use chokeholds or any restraint that compresses a person's cardioid arteries. Yeah, it's on that right now. So they can't um, put them to sleep. Now. Basically, yeah. Yep, restraints. And then the so California Attorney I, I General. See nothing, I see nothing about the Charles Rivera armbar though. <laughs> you can put them in one of those. Oh my god. Okay, so California's attorney general must investigate when an officer involved shooting results in the death of an unarmed person. Yeah, so it's get it's get escalated basically to to a higher 
And then Higher here, court. counties can create a civil oversight board or inspector general to independently oversee the work of a sheriff. What? Up? what and okay. If what? Needed up? To issue oh, subpoenas. Go ahead. Sorry. What about the law that just passed the Kobe Bryant law? Mm, was that regarding who, the the who takes the, photos of dead people for any reason other than official oh, yeah. investigation? Yeah, oh, Kobe Bryant law. I had I thought that had to do with because I know there's gonna they were trying to bring out a law having to do with like helicopter safety as well, and um, having a black box on board and all this stuff. So I thought it was that one, but no, nah, it's because people who weren't even is there's a difference between an investigator or someone from journalism taking a picture. Compared to just random people, you know, passing. Hey, hey what up? What up? What about that law about enhancements? Where is that law? I don't see it here. Which one? Enhancements? Are you talking about the? Yeah, the DA. The discounted the fee DA on the penis enlargements. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of enhancements, brother? Enhancements where they were gonna drop enhancements as far as um. Um, like if, sometimes, okay, let's say if you get charged from something and then you get, it gets enhanced. So you get more time because it's ha- it has enhancements on the charge. Uh, we'll have to look that one up. Uh, something for education. Students who enrolled to a California State University campus in the fall will be required to take an ethnic studies course to graduate. Thank God I'm fall, I'm graduating in the spring. Not that I don't want to take an ethnic studies course because I took one. Well, you took one. But... Now you have to be required to take one. That's, I mean, like, uh, I, I'm not against it, but just given that I want to get the hell out of there, I'm glad I'm not going to be there anymore. But yeah, I took one about the diaspora of Central Americans, just for everybody's information. And then California becomes the first state in the nation to impose regulations on student loan services, similar to those for credit cards or mortgages. Manny, you need to look that up. I know, I need to look that up. The law requires companies to inform borrowers about programs that can lower monthly payments or offer debt forgiveness. And it allows consumer lawsuits against companies that... And just be like, you're forgiven. Debt forgiveness. (laughs) Gambling. Debt forgiveness. Gambling. If you know, you know. Um, if you know, you know. Um, app-based food delivery services must obtain permission from a restaurant before delivering its food. Those companies must also ensure safety seals on food items items aren't broken and temperature controls are used during delivery. California emergency call centers must be able to send text messages to 911. I didn't know that. That's a good one. Text messages to 911? <laughs> texting. Who are you texting? Nobody. Yo, what about the you know, youth football, football leagues cannot hold more than two full contact practices a week, each lasting no longer than an hour. An emergency an medical hour. official must be present at games and someone to evaluate injuries must attend practices. Well, fees are going up, that's for sure. Youth yep. football, let's go, man. We got to protect our kids. We can't have them with CTE. Yep, that's true. It's very, very true. The retail sale of all dogs, cats, and rabbits is no longer allowed. What? Shelter or rescue groups can offer pets of adoption in pet stores as long as the store isn't paid to display the animals. Wow. Wow. So but that's retail money. sales. So it doesn't say nothing about private sales. They can't make money anymore. Yeah. At least not from new dogs that they get something adopted. That's interesting. Um, workplace. There's independent, probably too many of them. That's why. Yeah. Independent contracts who, who work... For app-based companies such as Uber and Lyft and DoorDash are not eligible for limited number of healthcare and other workplace benefits. And I, from what I saw, it's like a certain amount of um, 
of hours after work and all that stuff so that they can get those benefits. California minimum wage rises to 14 an hour for large companies with pay raising to 13 in workplaces with 25 or fewer employees. So y'all better check y'all checks and make sure they're paying you the right amount of money for those minimum wage employees out there. Uh, farms with 26 or more workers must pay overtime after 8.5 hours of work in a single day or 45 hours in a week. That's right. Pay my people in the campesino. Um, businesses with a few as five employees must provide up to 12 weeks of annual unpaid job protected leave for family and medical needs, replacing a law with a higher threshold for companies. So that's what Enzo was talking about there. Paid family leave can now be taken for situations arising out of a family member or loved one's active service in the U.S. Armed Forces. Next one is publicly held corporation, publicly held corporations, because I said publicly held, I don't know why I said that. Publicly held corporations, those with shares bought and sold on a stock exchange that are primarily ba- California uh, or Based in based California, in California must, must have, have at least one person on their board of directors who represents basically gotta have a minority representative community. Yes, yeah, they gotta have a minority. On so these are all about the workplace. By the way, guys, if you guys want to look this up, I'm looking it up on the LA Times. The article reads: New 2021 California laws COVID-19 housing more. Uh, most employees with 100 or more workers will have to annually submit pay data to state officials based on race, ethnicity, and gender. Beginning in July, California's government, uh, sorry, beginning in July, California government licensing bureaus and boards must add information to their website about the current, the current podcast, wait time for entrepreneurs to obtain or renew a state license. So anybody trying to renew or start a business, that's going to affect you starting in July. Hold up, Uh, what? Beginning in July, California government licensing bureaus and boards must add information to their websites about the current wait time for their entrepreneurs to obtain or renew a state license. So that's going to affect you, actually, Enzo. Um, Not in a bad way. I just think that they're going to give you more information (laughs) about your pending license. Well, it's wait time. So everything's going electronic. So it's it's like, how are they going to handle that electronically now that... You can't physically at the moment go to an actual office. Yeah. And then there's some new laws about racial equity. Equity, right? Is that? Yeah. Okay. A nine-member task force will convene by this summer to examine whether California will establish a program to provide reparations for slavery. What do you guys think about that? And the reason I ask you is because we are a high-taxed state. And I'm not against reparations, um, but at the same time, do you think that's something that's going to come out of taxpayer dollars? Of course, bro. What are you talking about? I'm, I just gotta, I just gotta ask. You know what I mean? Because again, I'm not, I'm not against it, but it's like, what did I do to? to what, I didn't enslave those people. You know what I mean? Their ancestors and stuff like that. It should only come out of white. Let, let, let's let's. Uh, Can you let's say that a little louder, <laughs> man? Can you say that a little louder? And into the mic, please. <laughs> no, I cannot. With some balls. No, I cannot. Okay, I'll just bring up the volume. <laughs> it's all good. But honestly, I, I have honestly, final say. like even if even like you didn't you didn't enslave these people, but that don't mean that the people that are also going to be paying the taxes to for this to get funded won't be African-American descendants of slaves also. So it's almost like they're going to be paying themselves. True. 
Because I think you sent you know, me this. And I think you sent me this. Info. Right now, we're actually assuming things because right now they're saying they're going to build a task force. So this task force should actually come together and then decide decide yeah. how they're going to do it, how they're going to be paid, from where you get me. So so look, this is this is okay. Okay, what's that, London? Hold up. Before you kind of go over this, this is just a little homework for you guys. But this kind of has already happened almost in, in, in history. So the country of Haiti, I think Enzo, you sent me this or John Sally posted it. But the country no, I, of I, Haiti. I sent it to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the country of Haiti used to it was like a free land and everything. And it was then it was uh, owned by the French and whatnot. And then when they became their own nation, the French basically sold them back their land. And Haiti to this day is still in debt to France because of that. And it's just, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of this type of thing. Because it's like you're the ancestors enslaved the ancestors, and now the children of those ancestors are taxing the ancestors of the enslaved. You know what I mean? Or the... the the offspring right. of yep. the you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of it almost kind of brings me back to this parallel that's going on here. If the if that were to happen and they do decide that and whatnot, uh, anything? There's something you want to add to that, Enzo? Yeah, I'm looking for this. Um, there is a company. Okay, Lloyd's of London should pay for this. Oh, that city. No, Lloyd's of London is a company in London that um, would basically say, if you want to get it, like, let's say you told me I want to get into the slave trade business. Okay, they finance it. Okay, but the Lloyd's of London is not that one, like, little city within London that is it still, like, monarchs. And Have you seen that at all? Where there's a city within London that's called something London, but it's still run by like monarchs and everything like this. Like it's it's a very small city within London, but it's still called London. It's really weird. Again, more homework for you guys to do because I don't want to go off a tangent here. But I see what you mean there because it was a certain corporation that would fund the whole slavery and the traffic innovative and, and everything like that. It's very so watch now. Now they're in um, insurance and reassurance market, but. Um, no, I don't think it's connected to a city that, from what I'm reading. All right, I have to look that that up and show, share it to you guys afterwards. Um, this last, this next law that I'm reading here, defendants no longer have to prove intentional discrimination in challenging charges or convictions based on race, ethnicity, or national origin. Uh, so that's pretty. That's a pretty big one right there because you get charged for a crime or something like that. You can easily just say, "Well, they're saying that because I'm Hispanic." You know, which is, it's kind of weird because you don't have to have proof to provide that, which is, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? About, um, because let's say you're discriminated, but you're not, you don't have any proof. I mean, you will never have proof. You only have your word. Unless you have video evidence. Video evidence, witnesses. Yes. But of like. Somebody like like for instance that kid that right now that white chick is um attacked her attacked this kid in New York for saying that he he stole the um iPhone. Oh yeah, I heard about that. This lady, this lady lost her phone and she kept um she basically told like the she called the manager made a huge scene saying like he has my phone he has my phone 
and they involved the manager, everything. Um, and she's like, he needed to take that phone away. It's mine. Just to come find out that she had left it's her a, phone it's, in an Uber. It's an Uber. Yep. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> and Dumbass. it's like she was blaming this kid for it. And yeah. the, the, she was blaming a African American um, kid that her his his father was a I think a jazz player, and he videotaped the whole confrontation and the assault because she assaults the the kid the teenager, and it, it's it's kind of it's kind of like. I think, you know, does that kind of go into that law? <laughs> yeah, but that happened in a different state. Mm, that's true. That's true. So, touche. So, here's something that COVID-19 has changed a couple of things. Um, beginning in April, hospitals must, ta- must maintain at least a three-month stock supply of personal protective equipment for their workers or a face fine, face a fine of $25,000 per violation. Another one is employers must provide a written notice within 24 hours to workers who might have been exposed to someone with COVID-19 and could face fines or violations. A second law has expanded workers' compensation help for those who might have contact- contracted the virus on the job. Both laws will be in effect until 2023. Skilled nursing facilities must report COVID-19 deaths to public health authorities within 24 hours. The same rules will apply to any future emergencies caused by communicable diseases. California's law against price gouging now covers sellers who only begin selling a product after an emergency is declared, inspired by instances during the the pandemic when people bought supplies in bulk and then sold them for much higher amounts of toilet paper. Then new law the new law ensures that online sales are. Bro, you never buy toilet way. paper for more than the price. Stop Not it. Not me, but other people were selling it for more than the price. More other people were selling when they bought on hand on sanitizer, bulk. gloves, yeah. and all that stuff for. for yeah, it's like that guy who bought um, hand sanitizer that, in bulk, and then he tried to sell it through Amazon, and Amazon was like, nah. "Oh, okay, okay," but that's still also like, okay. Can we go back to this that law about employers must more, must uh, provide written notice? Yeah, within 24 hours. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. This happened to me at the barbershop today. I'm working. Somebody books an appointment, and I always hit up somebody that's not. He wasn't a new appointment, so I, I didn't hit him up talking about, yo, have you. Have, I didn't hit him up with the questionnaire that I usually do with somebody that's a new appointment. So he books an appointment, and then he's like, today when I hit him up talking about, yo, park in the neighborhood. Let me know where you're parked so I can let you know to walk over to the back entrance. Five minutes after that, he cancels his appointment on the app. Mind you, he booked two appointments. Hmm. So then I hit him up again. I'm like, yo, you cancel appointments. They're charged. It's policy. It's stated on the app. And then he hits me up after he cancels the second appointment. Like, oh, I didn't mean to, to book two appointments. I'm like, well, that's not my fault. You booked two appointments. That's a $100 cancellation fee. So then he's like... Um, he has his mom call me and she goes off about talking about she has COVID and all this stuff. And I'm like, that her husband has COVID and that her son is in COVID. So I'm like, if you has no, you have COVID, why is your son booking an appointment for a haircut in the first place? And then you, you're, you're mad about paying this. So then I tell her, I'm like, I shouldn't be talking to you like this anyways. Have your husband call me. Husband calls me from the hospital bed. And the son is telling me that I'm not taking COVID serious and all this, but I'm like, I'm not the one who booked the appointment. And then on top of that, when I hit you up telling you to park in the neighborhood and all that, 
you stated nothing about COVID. On the contrary, you said, oh, no, I just, I didn't know I booked two appointments. That was an accident. And, oh, how much is the cancellation fee? That's all you said. Instead of saying, hey, bro, I can't make, I can't make it to the appointments because I have COVID, right? Which is the policy. You have to let somebody know that, yo, I'm around, I've been around somebody that has COVID so that they don't service you. And then the father was calling me, telling me that, like, he's not dying and that he's sorry about what happened and all that. But it's just crazy how, like, I'm trying to protect my business. But there's people that don't have common sense and still will book an appointment and ex- try and, and damn near almost expose you. But they will waste your time and, and not cancel their appointment 24 hours prior. Like, And besides so, that, if, there, he's a, if he's a regular, he knows your policy. Mm. On top of that, and yeah. then the dad is like, the dad's like he's sixteen, um, and all that. I'm like, and he, this guy told me something about. He said you're just crying because you you're because you haven't got your money. So I went off on him. I was like, you sound stupid as shit. Um, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but you booked an appointment, and that's what it is. It's in black and white. Now you're trying to just the gray use area. the you want to use the COVID area. You want to use a COVID card because it's convenient for you. But then it's like he's telling me his dad's dying in, in the hospital. And then his dad's calling me talking about, yeah, I'm OK. I'm about to be discharged. But I was just here for a checkup, but I have COVID. So I'm like, what's going on, guys? Like, so. Please, people. Do not. Put people at risk with COVID. This is something more serious. People are in the hospital. People are landing. They're 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 taking it hard. Some people are taking it easier than others. So be, be please be considerate of a business owner because all business small businesses are taking hits right now. So if you schedule a service at any or even schedule, let's say you you try to buy some food to eat, we have to consider the the restaurant. We have to consider the the mom and pop shop that we work at because they don't have insurance like the the Amazons and the targets of the world. Please. We do not want to pay for fines because of COVID violations. So please be mindful and considerate of others because others need to fight, need to fight through and work through a shutdown. That is all. <laughs> that is all. That is all. All right. Um, there's a couple more laws this, that we can go through, but um, I, I this is I just, the way. Yeah, this is the way. But um, I'm gonna let you guys go ahead and do your research. Again, I looked this up on LA Times. You can just Google California new California laws in 2021, and you will find the the information. Um, kind of going ahead. I had a kind of like a game planned out, but I'm gonna scratch that for today. Uh, it's kind of still of a game though. It's just not the one I had planned. It, it's just really um something we would play back in high school. Hmm. You know? Um, <laughs> and, 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 and I, I hate to get it a little bit, but it's basically marry one, kill one. Ah, it's funny because that was in my mind. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I had two options. Play. I was like, I'm going to ask you guys what superhero power let, you want. Let, I was like, well, that's boring fun. Nah, nah, I like that. Let's let's do that one today. Cause, it's cause fuck, Mary kill. fuck Mary Kill. My yeah, wife, fuck Mary Kill. My wife, my wife, my wife's not even in this podcast, but I'll I'll throw her superpower in there since since um. Oh, so you want to do superpowers since, instead? 
Yeah, let's just do superpowers today, and then okay. next week we'll do the. All right. So All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll start with I'll start with uh, my wife, she, even though she's not giving me her authority to say this, but it's interesting since this is the question of, or the game that we're playing. Right. Her superpower would be to read to read everybody's mind. Mm. That's a crazy superpower, and I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "I just want to know what people say before she like, wants they to be think Professor it. X." I know, right? Yeah, like <laughs> you know, and then mine. I would think my superpower. I would want my superpower to be to bring people back to, from the dead, like to bring people back to life. So you want to be a necromancer? Is that what that is? Well, a necromancer is someone who resurrects and uses people. Yeah, that brings them back from the grave and uses them. I don't want to use them. I want to give them their life back, just re- resurrect them. After watching, so I think we all have our time. <laughs> Um, I want to bring I want to bring back Kobe Ryan. <laughs> man, oh man. What about you, Manny? Oh man, if I wanted a superpower. Um uh, I've actually been asked this question before and I always go with the ability to be able to use my brain to its full potential. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh Ooh, I, I of the, watch, instead of the 20? Uh it's just I I watched that movie Limitless. And I just found it so fascinating. Um, I just wouldn't want to do the whole pill thing. Just let it be like a superpower. (laughs) Um, But I I remember watching Limitless at a very, you know, I was like in high school. And it just blew my mind. Like the idea of being able to use your mind to that capacity, right? To remember little details and remember little things. and, And be able to use all that information to create something, right? Because that's what he does, is that he's able to create something out of that. So, yeah, that's that's what I would do. All right, what about you, Maury? Um, have you seen Lucy? Yes, I have. But that's a little different. That's kind of like, similar, because she she ends up using all her her full her full mental power. Yeah, but but she, mental. she, like, that's... Hers is she doesn't stay human, though. I would want to stay human. Oh, no, no, for sure not. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> but it's kind of... Like, yeah, she yeah, yeah. she she evolutionizes to something something very totally different. Uh, yeah. It's crazy because they say that Lucy is supposedly the first um, human like skeleton they ever found with a woman, and they named her Lucy. Mm. Something like that. I learned that in that. What, what's yours, It's kind of like that whole Lilith thing. Mm-hmm. Or like when he brings. Oh yeah, up. the first the first woman is before yeah that, Eve. that story of like Eve wasn't the first woman. It was actually Lilith. But it, you know, she didn't want to be with Adam, so then God made Eve. Right. <laughs> hey, 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 we gotta go into that one day. We gotta make that a story, man. Like, we'll the see, whole we'll like see. The, we'll see. the 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 different sides of everything, because like there's there's people that actually believe in these things, like in that side of. Uh, uh, well, you know, it's, it's 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 uh, it's the ability to think, man. It's the ability to. What if this was a possibility? I mean, we do that a lot when we assume, and we're like, "What if this was a possibility, or that was a possibility?" And you know, when you're reading the story of of, of creation, it's just like this is what you're being told. But it's like, what if there was more to it? You know, yeah. we don't know that, yeah. right? You know, we just know what we've been taught, and that's just this is a story of creation, right? So yeah. But all right, Maury, give us your superpower. Okay. I, whenever I talk about this, I'm always conflicted between two. All right. And choose one. I'm gonna tell you guys. Red pill, or blue I'm, pill. I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys Go. both of the ones that conflict me. I'm gonna give you the ones that I'm gonna choose. So one that conflicts me is flying, 
Because I don't know. To me, if I can get to anywhere in the world and like I can fly and have a view of it, I'm, I I find that better than teleporting. Everybody's like, oh, I could teleport. You don't have to. I'd like to fly there, jump out of the off of the ground and fly there type of thing. So you want bird poop to fall on you and uh... hey man, the bird, the, <laughs> the, the the beauty of being able to fly is I can go get that bird and then poop on him. <laughs> Um, but then my other power, and this is a superhero that I've always, I've always loved since I was a kid. I've always loved Wolverine's powers. I've always loved the fact that he can heal himself, you know what I mean? Type of thing from like basically, basically anything, you know what I mean? And I like how the way that they portray him in the first film of, of X-Men, which was, they find him basically cage fighting in this crazy bar and stuff and like that. And somebody hits him and like, they get damaged by hitting him because he's pure animanium. Um, so... Yeah, those two have always conflicted me. But at the bottom line, it's like this guy has lived through every, just about every historical event that the U.S. has encountered. So I like that whole thing that you just live through everything. I mean, it must suck that you don't die. But if I had to choose one, it'd be the fact that I'm like that I'm Wolverine, I have claws come out of me, and that I'm just invincible and I just don't die. Mm. But at the same time, flying is amazing. Like whenever so I'm, which one are you choosing? I'm choosing the Wolverine flat, though. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, if you guys could just descend upon El Salvador and see that beautiful coast, it's like if I could do that every day of my life, that'd be amazing, too. But then again, I could live my live forever and take a plane whenever I wanted to in that lifetime because I'm immortal. Well, we're prolonging life every day, man. <laughs> I mean, just look at civilization. People used to die at 25, man. I then, mean, then we prolonged it to dying in the 40s. See, but that's that's weird. And because now we prolonged it to where we're dying, you know, in the 80s, that's, 90s. That's, that's kind of... We're going to get to a point where people are going to be able to live at like 100 or 150. I mean, man. but you, you mean your favorite books of the Bible talk about people that lived nearly 900 years, 800 years. Yeah, that's, that's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. I mean, you know, Adam lived like, what I think it was 900 and... 60-something years, yeah. I mean, that's what they say. I mean, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm just saying you thought that at first. The, the whole idea... The whole, like, maybe we lived more, bro. The, the whole idea within those this Bible, the, those history narratives of, of the Bible is just that sin shortened our life. But technically, I'm talking about, like, the diseases and stuff, like, in the yeah. current stage, right? When you look at civilization... You know, like, kids, like, you know, people were dying at a very young age. Like, they weren't living to, like, the ages we're living to now, right? Yeah, definitely. And and I agree with that. I mean, especially even in the age of COVID, there's a lot of stuff out there that can kill you. Um, but now we're going to turn to a kind of um, uh, another major thing that's been happening that I, I feel like not many people are talking about. I've seen it on social media, but not many people are talking about. And basically... Jack Ma, he is the the founder and the owner of, of Alibaba, which is the which is the he's a, he's Asian a, he's version, a the Asian version of um, Amazon, basically. And he has, from what I'm reading here on the Wall Street Journal, they titled it as he has kept a low profile since October. Other people has have categorized him as missing, mm-hmm. um, just because they haven't he hasn't been had a like a public appearance or nobody has seen him since October. Um, and the question begs is why haven't people seen him since October? And the reason being is because back in October around that time, he basically made a call for economic reform in China. Yeah. And we're talking about a discourse on it. And we're talking about a, a, a country that's communist and, you know, is doing a lot of things out there, you know, type of thing. 
uh, when I when I'm talking about as far as uh, not just communism and as far as like you know how a economy is run, but also they're you know they're not I wouldn't say enslaving, but they're putting people in concentration camps. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're heavily uh, oppressing people and stuff like that. So it's definitely a big situation that's going out there in in China. And then to see someone, uh, uh you know, a corporate giant like him. Just not be not be in the public eye. Yeah, it's pretty especially crazy. you know for the holidays that have occurred. Like you don't see him for Christmas, mm-hmm. you don't see him for New Year. You, you, it's very you know it's crazy how like in China, bro. Like there's a tycoon, a real estate tycoon that got jailed for criticizing the president of China for the coronavirus pandemic. Guess how many years he got? How many? Eighteen. Damn. 18 just for criticizing? No, no, he criticized him and then check out what they took out on him. Mm. He was jailed. He was jailed on corruption charges. So that would, to me, it's like they use a pretense to, oh, you're going to be locked up for this. But it's like he was the one criticizing him, you know? But the, the thing, the funny thing about China is that China has a weird, it's like communist, but it's also capitalist. It's a weird blend of both. That's why it survived and became what it is. But it's kind of strange that that this guy is like the, his. He's an important figure. Like this guy, I've watched so many inspirational, motivational speeches that he gives, and I would say I wouldn't even live in China if I was this guy anymore. You know. But it's crazy that even if you're not living in China, but if you're still a Chinese resident, I mean, um citizen they they find you or they threaten your family in china Mm -hmm. that's sheesh well his demographic is over there where he's selling i i feel like he needs to be over there in order to understand the movements that are happening i feel like he could still he could be away from it to well we're talking about a communist country right given that right there China has his their hands all over his corporations, whether he likes it or not, no matter where he's at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if he any, leaves, any business that's in China has to be in bed with the government. Yeah, and if he leaves, it just all it does is 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 give them more control. And I feel like right now the reason that Alibaba hasn't gone under is because it's a big uh economic force for China. So there's there's no reason to like take out that company, but we can take out that person that was criticizing us for sure. But I mean, as far as this articles are concerned, they're saying that he's laying low. This Fox Business article right here says reports him as missing. Um, but well, some people say missing. Some people, people say, say laying, laying low. low. Yeah. Other people don't know if the government has him. Like there's, it's just a bunch of uh, questions about where is he really and what's really happening with him. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, given the environment he in, he's in, like I said, this is the same country that's putting people in concentration camps. And these are, these are Christians and, that's, and that's Muslims. that's not being talked about as well. Not at all. So, and, and that's why it's, it's kind of crazy going back to what happened last year in the NBA with Daryl Morey criticizing China and what was going on with Hong Kong and all that. And, and the, the controversy NBA caused the NBA. Yeah. yeah, like they, I mean, China pulled out of the whole NBA thing. Like, like for, as far as I know, they lost a lot of money with that whole thing that went down with their more and everything but Yo, at the same time they control Shit. a lot of the nba i check mean that's a big reason why there's a reason why all these players were getting ridiculous contracts because there was a lot of money coming from china yeah say go, go, go ahead Enzo. 
the the communist party published an unusual frank set of guidelines in september for example that called on its members to educate private business people to weaponize their minds with she's socialism ideology and she himself signaled a tech crackdown last month at an economic conference where he called on the country to strengthen anti-monopoly efforts against online platforms and prevent disorderly expansion of capital that's just kind of weird and so his speech was given in october right or september so it's going directly against that right yeah, kind of. Yeah, like mm. it's very it's interesting. And then they're trying to basic. In addition, the regular the regulatory demands for an anti-group and investigation into Alibaba. Authorities have warned other tech representatives against creating monopolies and abusing consumer data for profit. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like they're gonna use this as an excuse as to why they're going after him. You know, oh, he's becoming too big. He's becoming, he's creating a monopoly. But he's really criticizing them and showing, telling them like, yo, look, you guys are not good. You know, I don't know. This is just, I mean, yeah, this is interesting. But what he said in that press conference too was kind of just kind of saying how like the youth are the future type of thing. And if they're going to prosper, that the system has to change and all that stuff. And that's where he like is getting his backlash and stuff. Uh it's it's pretty wild, man, that we're over here. I just want to kind of compare situations. We're talking about someone like Donald Trump that was, you could say, how do you say this? He was obviously using his influence wrong and all that stuff, right? Yeah. We're going to call him, you, would you guys call him a tyrant? No. Uh, no. I wouldn't call him a tyrant. The reason I wouldn't call him a tyrant is because... If he was a real tyrant, he would have done with the country whatever he wanted to do, right? If he wanted to silence the media, he would have silenced it. If he would have, like, killed anybody that opposed him, that's what a tyrant does. Yeah. Right? Right. Or or even or even do kind of something where George Bush do, go to war without, without like, let's say, the, the Congress approval. That's a tyrant move. That's something that... You know, there's judicial powers for a reason, and if for him to over to just overlook one and go to war just because he thought that Afghanistan and Iraq had weapons of mass dest- destruction, you know, so that's like that's more tyrannical than something yeah. that Donald Trump just uses influence to the worst degree. You know, yeah, like, he he clearly. just he he just has bad behavior, and that bad ref- be you know people with other bad behaviors, you know connect or relate to him because of his bad behavior and then he influences his people with bad behavior that's what i see you know but i don't see him as a tyrant per se i i personally don't feel that trump has bad behavior i feel that okay i do have to say like i'm gonna play devil's advocate and i do have to think i think that trump is vilified by the media a lot they they love to grab onto certain things and they bank on the fact they bank on the fact that they think that people are not watching um people are not watching what do you call it the uh conferences and stuff cuz i've seen a lot of conferences where they spin his words yeah and there's edits up, you know? and stuff so. like that but that always comes to light but either way that doesn't disregard the moments where he's actually 
said and done things that you were like, yeah, those were moments of bad behavior. You know, those were. Give me, give me one. Give, give me one that you that I would you know that you would merit as bad behavior that comes to the top of your head that Trump you know displayed like yo man what the hell. All right. Again, for me personally, it's gonna just gonna be his misuse of influence. I have to agree with yeah. that one when it when it comes to that. Like, cause no, that, yeah, we all agree on that for sure. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big one though, man. Because when you have when you have that, you clearly have a, a great amount of support there. You you have a lot of um, responsibility there. You know what I mean? And I feel like that even even when he was uh, telling people to calm down, he still reminded them that we got that the election was robbed and all that. And it's like, dude, if you realize that even this whole thing that just happened isn't gonna win you the election, can't you just drop it already? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, and it's just I feel like it's that influence and stuff. And it's like, it may not be his direct actions, but I mean, like like exactly what he does, you know, we could say physically, but it's just. The way the man carries it's himself. It's an indirect action. Yeah, all these things. But see, that has to do with behavior. That's what I'm saying. It's and, like, and are you it's... behaving? What are you doing? You know, it's it's like, you know what's good I... for, for society. You know how to act in society, but you're acting in a, in a way that you know is not helpful I, I, for I, society. I don't think that Donald Trump knows. I don't think he, first of all, doesn't know how to act. Um, he's not politically correct. I'm not asking and for a political for him to be political correct, but there's a difference nah. between political correct and just being decent. Bro. Yes, I have to admit that. Right, all right. So and then, but he's he was never that before he became president anyway. So we knew what we got. We knew what we were getting when he ran for president. You know, so um, it was almost like I feel like what sucked was the other option was Hillary Clinton. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of people were thrown off by, oh, that's a dynasty, you know, oh, that's basically Bill Clinton coming back again to run, you know, like, oh, that's just going to be more regulation. And, you know, so I feel like Donald Trump for for being a first time president and a first time politician, he didn't get the benefit of the doubt when he jumped into it. I don't you know? think the guy. So I, I think in four years he didn't. Each year that went year by year, I don't think he he helped the situation though. I think the benefit of that was given when when Obama didn't do what he did right now, for example, and contesting the election and all that stuff. Obviously, he isn't going against Obama. Yeah, but 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 check this out. This is a different climate in in the fact that it's under COVID. It's under um, the the stress of the Black Lives Matter. Um, then there's also like the the switch of there's never been that big of a mail-in type of um, um, voting system. There's never been like that. So and there might not ever be another one because let's say next year COVID's gone. We don't know that. I mean, next four years it's gone. We don't know. So to say that this was like a one-off, it's a one-off. Because we don't, it's the first time we've been in a pandemic in our lifetime, you know? So I feel like even, even, even when he started as a president, like the media started going after him. Every, it's all his past and everything. And everybody has a past, mm-hmm. but we just never gave him the opportunity to try to even be presidential because he was always on the defense, on the offense, because they were coming at him. It was if it's not Russian collusion, it was FBI and Mueller and all these things that he never. To me, 
as a man, if I'm gonna get a position and the whole world, like, let's say I'm gonna get a position that I have no experience in, and yet I still get the position and there's other people around me, I would want to get support from that. But he never got support from either, even not even the Republicans, you know? And that's the party he ran with. Um, all right. So I think we need to differentiate two things. I think we need to differentiate, um, like you could say his acts as president, as far as, um, policy and stuff like that. But the way that he carried himself, and I understand what you mean that we know we were going to get, but like I said, the guy just never helped out his situation. And even like I said, even in a situation where he could have done, I feel like he could have said more. He still chooses to you know, kind of kind of not take his L and still say, oh, this this whole thing was fraudulent, I know, but we still need to be peaceful about it. It's like he should have said that when he had the rally an hour or two hours prior, you know what I mean, type of thing. Right. If he really still it's feels that feel passionate like we about it. Too. Him. That's why I, I feel, feel like, like we also- I feel like being the first president that's behind social media and all that stuff, he he never even used that platform correctly. That whole all he was doing there was talking smack about whoever it was that day. You know what I mean? And and for example, right. I I referenced one tweet earlier was if they loot, we shall we shall shoot. You know what I mean? And I'm just giving an example here about the type of things that he was. But but he was. But I told you why the difference was, bro. Yeah, because he's not a traditional politician, it, and I understand those things. No, I just I think that in four that, years, no, the whole the whole fact of that was those are small business owners that were gonna get affected if they were looting. Yeah, but oh, still, not, that, uh, that reflects cap- to behavior, though. Once again, like no. as a president, especially of the of the of the free world, right? That we say it's like you're the president to one of the most powerful countries in the world. You shouldn't come out and say that. That's okay if like someone says that that's not the president you know but it's like you're the president you shouldn't be saying something like that and i think in four years he just never understood that at all and that's why i think I like, feel like a, lot, a lot of presidents have said stupid shit you know it just we're, the last president we had it just it's hard to it's hard to match that you know to, to come from obama and then get this guy to go into that to go on to be on one end of the spectrum and yeah. then like the one thing that that's 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 what's crazy. I feel like that's what's offending more people too. Because like, damn, you had Obama so so well, so loved and well spoken to a douche. Yeah, and one thing is, um, this is kind of also almost conflicting and contradicting to what I'm saying. But even though Donald Trump is the way he was, I think in a foreign policy matter, that's where his success was. Yeah, because like, you I know, mean, but that that was his team. He didn't. He didn't go. He didn't. Like, for example, there was so much going on with North Korea and everything. He was the first president to go over there type of thing. To walk over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I got to I gotta give him kudos for you that. You got to. I got to give him his roses. Right? Um, you know, and that's my thing. But the, will the media do it? No. In four years... Um, we didn't. I, we didn't go into another war. No. What I but we we did do is we took out a a, a military. Iran. You know that guy that was very very bad. Yeah, yeah. You know. But what I'm what I'm saying is that in eight years we didn't go bomb the crap out of all these countries that are halfway across the world, and you know things like that. And again, um, trying so, to look so, at the so good then details. That's like, that yeah, bro. That, that I was gonna say something like that too because Obama let Hillary destroy Syria and make that a third world country. Yeah. Just because they were Muslim, 
damn near that's what it feels like because that's conflict is still going on but it's like damn guys like it's almost like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah hardcore because now that now that we have biden let's see i'm praying that we don't get into no conflict yo because we still have a pandemic so if this if this next um, administration even hints to starting another conflict or even trying to resolve another country's dem- democratic issues or civil wars, fuck that, man. I mean, kind of given got- putting that into light too. Um, did you guys see what happened in that airport in the Middle East too? It was getting bombed over the weekend. What, what happened? I'm not exa- nah, which, which country? I'm not exactly sure which country. I just know it was a Middle Eastern country that their airport got. Uh, it was severely attacked. Damn. Airport bombing in the Middle East. It just sucks, man. Like, it sucks because the country it's in an ugly state. It's in a it's yeah. in a very it's in a very evident, evidential divide and conquer state right yeah, now. Yeah. So Yemen airport is attacked as new government arrives. Oh, Yemen. Yeah, an attack on an airport in Adam, Adam, Yemen killed at least 20 civilians and wounded dozens were on more on Wednesday just as a plane carrying members of the country's newly formed government cabinet was arriving. So, I mean, yeah, there, there's still things going on in the, the, in the Middle East, hardcore and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as it goes with Trump and all that stuff, we got two more weeks of him as far as him actually being in office. Yep. We'll have to see what happens with that. We'll see how he runs his businesses after that. Yeah, man. Well, um, any random thoughts you guys might have that you guys want to end the pod with? I think we just had one. Hey, man. Don't tell me twice. I think I think a random thought could be... Cara the Mirror. Like, <laughs> like, randomly, man, uh, Julius Randle's going to look like he's about to pop for the Knicks. That's random as he looking, fuck. Yeah, he He's brought looking. the Knicks up, bro. Did you see what Soul, how Soul dissed them? Yeah, for real. Have you seen the movie Soul? Oh, yeah. That, the, yeah. yeah, where they yeah, dissed that's them? That's crazy. <laughs> 25 years, I was like, sheesh. See, like, I'm a, that movie's incredible. I'm going to tell you something. Hey, that, if you haven't seen Soul, go watch I'm, it. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Kind of just talking about the Knicks. I just want to talk about my Lakers real quick. Of like 10 years ago or so, when Anthony Davis came into the league, there was a post that I saw that ESPN put out. It was like Ramona Shelburne or something like that. That said, in 2018, the Lakers are going after the Anthony Davis. And I thought to myself, no way, no how is that happening? You know, but this week on Spectrum Sports that I saw leave a legacy and it basically outlines the steps that were taken to get LeBron, to get to Anthony Davis, to get all these things, to get the, to the Lakers to the world. But it's, so it makes me think, is there some player in the future that like that right now has just entered the league that the Lake that the Knicks can say in eight years they're gonna go after that player, five years they're gonna go after that player and yeah. turn their franchise around? What are their goals? What are their plans? And how do they want to get there? And it could happen, but again, kind of referring to the Lakers, they went through certain steps in their in the franchise. Like they had to let go of um, Genie Bus's brother. Yeah, they like, had to take the precautions to. You know, be able to get a good manager, yeah. be able to get a good GM and owner someone, an owner, yeah, yeah, to can run the business properly. And, and the owner has completely fucked the the you know has completely yeah, he's completely messed up. Yeah, the basically what they were doing. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in that aspect of things, um, you know, it could happen, but it has to start from the top and all the way back to the bottom. So, with that random thought, I don't know what you, I don't know what you're talking about, Enzo, but Julius Randle, he might be. Don't get me wrong, I think he's he's popping off and gonna be good, but as a squad, the Knicks ain't going ain't anywhere. I don't feel like RJ barely barely hit his like first three five in like two. seven games. A high, your, your, your second draft pick, you know. So that's those are those are things that are. Um, I don't know. I don't see that the Knicks, as an organization, at least even in ten years down the road, I don't think they're gonna. It all depends on how they've been planning and what they want. And if they do. sell the team, because I don't see that that owner really being the, the one to turn things around for them. Who was that director who said it? Um, oh man, the African director. African American director that he said that he was no longer going back to Knicks games. He was disrespected. Oh, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that says a lot too when you have like uh, loyals like that that never want to go back. Yeah, it's it's right. it's gonna it's gonna it, it. That's the thing. I mean, he's gonna have to get a really big offer from somebody to sell that team, like a ridiculous offer. It'd be like a five billion dollar offer. If the Knicks sold for two billion, the Knicks the Knicks would sell for like ten possibly actually. So, especially the TV network deal they have with them with the MSG network and all that stuff, like, yeah, I, that the Knicks are gonna stay in that hole. Sorry, CJ, um, no hope there. You're, I mean, I, I think the Nets will win a championship before they do, in all honesty. But again, oh yeah, come on, they got KD. Yeah, see, KD stays healthy and all that. So does Kyrie. But yeah, we'll have sports way for you guys on Monday. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll cover everything that's going on in the sports world. But we want to thank you guys for joining us today on the current podcast. Uh, we are changing things up for you guys. Yep. We're bringing new things that we want to bring in, in the future. Thank you for being on our journey with us and continue to be in our journey with us. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Yes. And a year, man. Definitely. Thank you for listening to our episode. We appreciate your support. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Current Pod, where you can share our episodes, review, interact with us, talk to us about what's going on. We appreciate your feedback and everything that you guys do for us and supporting us. Have a wonderful day. Bye.